This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine. Only on the BetQL Network. This one's for you, producer Kevin. Welcome into round two of Tapped Out here on the BetQL Network. With producer Jake Noaker and my co-host Brendan Tobin. I am Sean Levine, and if you're looking for the fights tonight, you missed them. They already happened. Yair Rodriguez ends up beating Brian Ortega. Now that you've had a little bit of time to digest it, bad news for Ortega, dislocated shoulder. Bad news for me because I had Yair by sub at 26-1. to Good news for Yair, though, although I don't think it was impressive or long enough that he fights for a title after what we just saw. Yeah, you know, talking with Eric and Ben, like I I do think – marinating on a little bit it's probably not great enough to just kind of go in there and get a win against uh get a win like that and fight a guy like volkanovsky um you know but that they they make a good point like the division's in just such a weird spot right now i don't know what the champ looks at right now because he's listen he's definitely jones to move up i mean he has made that very very clear that he is ready to go to 155 he wants to take on the winner of islam versus Oliveira. Maybe he just vacates. I mean, maybe this is a cushion where Volk, uh, if he vacates and they do just do a uh, – because a, a, I don't feel like he's going to go back down. Dude used to weigh over 200 pounds. Like, he's probably sick of cutting that weight. Like, um, maybe it's one of these things where he just puts it in the rearview mirror and says, all right, look, you know, Max can be king of that division again or something like that. I don't know, but it does feel like it's a bit of a division without a pure number one contender right now. As a couple of fellows that have no problem uh, packing on the pounds, you and I – Go ahead and Google if you're not driving the Wolkanowski pictures from what BT's talking about back when he was a rugby player. I think he got over two. I think he was at like 220 at yeah. one point. Like that's crazy. Which is crazy. The only big guy picture that's better than that, again, if you're not driving around, Google Andy Reid punt pass and kick competition back when he was like 11 years old. It's yeah. just the damn funniest thing. By the way, did you see your boy Tyree Kill taking uh, shots again this week? He said Mike McDaniel's a better play caller. Yeah, but again, you know that Tyree Kale just wants to um, ingratiate himself, if that's a word, with his new team. He knows damn well that the only thing better than Miami over Kansas City are the beaches. When it comes to the football team, I don't nothing know, close. And you know it. I don't know, dude. They're, you know what they're calling Mike McDaniel down here. I'm, I'm not even joking. This is not a joke. All right, I'm not what doing it. They call him Mystic Mac. Okay. I swear to okay. God, that's what they call That's what his, the team is called. Tua says they call him Mystic Mac, dude. I'm not even making that up. And they went because to the I predict these things. I don't think so. But have fun down there going eight and nine this year in Miami. I You're lashing out, dude. I mean, they're going to be great this year. You're going to miss him so uh, bad. I don't think. Uh, maybe we'll get back into this at the end of the show. But right now, there's some news and notes and fighting that we have to hit up. Uh, while you're talking malarkey and just having fun, DC, Daniel Cormier hinting oh, at kind of a comeback. 
for the light. <laughs> what? What? I know what you're going to bring up. This is crazy. This is the craziest headline I've seen all week. So, yeah, DC said that the only way to get him out of retirement is that he would fight for the light heavyweight belt right away. What's so crazy about that? I mean, like, the last time he did it, he had to cheat to make that weight? Like, what are we, I mean, like, what are we talking about here? He's going to he's gonna weigh 200. Did you see him today in that mustard jacket? And I love the guy. Like, who doesn't like Daniel Cormier? But, like, really? He's going to go down? And, and, like, I appreciate him being honest and being like, well, listen, I don't deserve the shot at heavyweight. Dude, you deserve more of the shot at heavyweight than I'd rather see you starve yourself to get the 205 again. Like, there's no need to do this. Why does he want to, like, why even entertain wanting to come out of retirement if you're him? You just got to the Hall of Fame. You're, like, the most beloved commentator. Just enjoy retirement. Go to 205. Come on. I'm I'm pretty sure that he's being tongue-in-cheek about it. Like, I don't think, first of all, he's not going to get the offer. Second of all, he can't make the weight. And third of all, like you said, what's the point? Like, it'd be one thing if... John Jones came back, if he ever does, and says, the only way I'm coming back is to fight DC for a third time. DC, you're scared. And then DC came out like, I'd be about that just because it's a trilogy that we never got. But that's the only way I'm really interested in seeing Daniel Cormier back in the octagon. He's too good with the microphone. Well, I think that's probably the reason, though. Like, if you want to fight for 205, other than you don't feel like you deserve a shot at heavyweight and it's too deep, which I do appreciate him acknowledging that. Um 205 was never really his division, right? Like, I think there's an emptiness there to him. Why heavyweight, why the heavyweight belt was such a big deal to DC because it's his own. Like there's no John Jones connection to it. He did what John never did, which was go to heavyweight and win the belt. So I think that if he were to come back and win a 205 with John moving on to heavyweight, there would be somewhat of an accomplishment of, okay, I, I won 205, no John Jones. I beat the champ. I am the champ here, but I just think it's crazy talk. Everybody's so, like hopping all around this 205 thing. I don't like Usman's this week saying, I want to be light heavyweight champion. Like, is Prohoshka has to be looking around at these people, like, really? Like, you guys want to fight? Like, everybody's looking at him and thinking, like, he's this, this easy win. And then Prohoshka himself came out this week. Thanks for leading me into my next point and saying that he wants Glover Teixeira again. And it was because Yuri wasn't impressed with his own performance. I would just say this little to gain. You know what I mean? Like, what's the point? You go out there and you beat him again. Cool, you did it the first time. You go out there and you look more impressive. So what? You retain your belt. It just feels like, and it's probably going to feel this way for a while, that once John Jones left, the new blood, yeah, Yuri's there, but who else did really get your palate wet? Yeah, certainly, because, like, you look behind, like, Jan was upset because he said after the fight, or initially after winning, he said, Jan's the guy. So he said, what did he say, samurai code he broke? I, I, something, he broke some kind of code. I just, saw said, Paws, yeah. I just saw Pause of Fury, by the way. Did you know they don't allow dogs to be samurai? Only cats. Is that right? I learned that. That's what happens when you have a 10 and 6-year-old. You have to take him to the movies, dude, just so you know. But uh, breaking samurai code, he said that he broke. Um, but... That was a great fight, man. You want to be into seeing uh, him versus Glover again? I think I would be. That was an excellent back and forth. No, I'd be interested in it. It just feels like for Yuri, if you've got your choice, you don't go backwards and fight the guy that probably could have beat you like five different times in that fight. You go forwards. But it is what it is. I mean, yeah, Glover, as Jake says, was 30 seconds away from a split decision. I don't necessarily – I appreciate him taking on the challenge. But also, I understand that's the guy that can beat you, and then all of a sudden you don't have the belt, and you don't get the pay-per-view points, which, by the way, speaking of, Charles Oliveira will get pay-per-view points for his fight against Islam Makachev. Only reason that I'm surprised is because it feels like any time the UFC can do the wrong thing, they do it. And this time, they probably should have never stripped the guy from the belt. We're talking about 0.2 of a pound here. Like, come on now. But you and I differ on that one. The rules are the rules. 
because you have the two rules kids in the rules, dude. I don't understand. Like, the rules, you got to line up. Straight line, kids. All right, dude. But for real, Charles Oliver deserves the pay-per-view points, and he's the real champion. I am I am happy that he is getting the payment. Uh, he is not the 155 and a half pound champion, though. He's the 155 pound champion. Like, you know, I, I don't understand are why you, this is such are a you, crazy are, thing. Are you bitter because are you bitter because you're finding out that you're going to be wrong and that Conor McGregor is not only not going to fight for a belt against Usman or against Oliveira, but probably never going to fight for a belt again? Like, are you upset? Are you bitter? Are you mad? I'm not. I'm none of those things. I still am a little surprised that Islam is is getting the shot. I felt like they would make him wait a little bit, uh, or at least get the win over Darius. I mean, Dana said that. I mean, don't forget that he he was the one who said like I think I need we need to see that fight. But they are doing an Abu Dhabi. Like it makes a lot of sense uh, to why they're going to him. It was interesting this week though. Did you see uh, their old jujitsu coach, Khabib's jujitsu coach, did say an Oliveira win over Islam? He could see attempted Khabib coming back. And that would be interesting. Yeah. Can you imagine that that whole camp comes back, Khabib comes back, and DC comes back, and we just oh, jump on a man. time machine from a few years ago? Those guys trained together for I gotta tell you, I, I've, I've seen Khabib in Miami recently. I don't know if he can make 155. That dude is looking thick. That's what you're supposed to do. Like, you're supposed to get big and heavy and eat of a course. lot and enjoy your retirement. I appreciate those guys. Can you can see somebody like GSP. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and then you see somebody like GSP that's just still in this unbelievable shape. You know, why, dude? Like, go out there and pack on some pounds. Do your Patty Pimblet in the offseason. Um, so speaking of the unknown, we always talk Nate Diaz and how much him and the, his brother and historically have gone back and forth, whether it's contracts or weed or whatever it is. This just feels silly, and it also feels real. I'm sure you saw Nate talk to Ariel this week on the MMA Hour. He really wants out this time because he understands that his value, because he is a needle mover, is not necessarily in the UFC at this point in his career. I mean, when it comes to winning a bunch of fights in the octagon, he's not that same guy. But when it comes to making the money power, he still is. So, I mean, I'm, what I'm trying to tell you is UFC is screwing Nate Diaz. That makes sense. Yeah, I saw I saw some of Dana's post-fight comments about this where he said we have to offer him three fights a year. I'm curious to know what those fights are because if they are offering him fights, is that fight Conor McGregor? And if you are Nate, if they're if they're offering you a Conor McGregor fight, it's hard to say they're screwing you. Like well, with this news today, where we get that Islam will be taking on Charles Oliveira for the belt, we had heard that whenever Conor came back, he would get the fast track. You actually said you wanted that a couple of times, and you weren't the only one to get Conor the fast track to to Charles' belt or not having the belt. But you get my point. So maybe that effect has worked out where now Dana goes, all right, we've got Islam taking on Oliveira for the title. Nate has one more fight left on his contract. We've got him by the cojones. Connor's going to be back at some point, probably during the calendar year. Am I missing something here? Am I reading between the tea leaves? Like maybe we're going to see Nate versus Connor three in his comeback fight. But do you see what I'm saying with that though? Like how is that screwing Nate Diaz? Like if you're, if that's not if, screwing, if, that's, if at the that's, end, that's not screwing, that's not screwing him. But if they're doing that, then I suppose somebody, I mean, Sean Shelby or Hunter or somebody behind the scenes should be in Nate's ear telling him, hey, dude, just stay calm and don't publicly get too mad because you're going to get that huge payday. And obviously nobody said that. Nate's as real as it gets. So nobody said that to him. That's my entire point. I think what probably happened, this is my guess, is that Nate Diaz was offered a Jake Paul fight. I mean, he's fighting Haseem Rockman Jr. Like, who cares? And they were trying Seriously. to get a and they were trying to get a Hail Mary to get Nate Diaz into that fight. That's what I guess. That's what I'm guessing happened um, because otherwise, like, 
all right, Nate Diaz is upset with the UFC. Like, is it? It's also a Tuesday. Like, you know, it's like that's that's what he does. He he gets upset with the UFC. This is how. No, he, but if you're is, right, Nate should be upset. If you're talking about paydays, the difference between fighting Jake Paul or the difference between fighting Tony Ferguson or not to throw a name out there to finish off your UFC uh, contract is not like it's a couple hundred thousand or a couple of million. It's Diaz upon Diaz generations of wealth just getting that fight right. I if, if think it's, yeah, I don't not, think it's a. Do you think that you, like he's not going to get that payday? Because like you said, nobody cares. But you can't tell me that if Nate Diaz got into a boxing ring against Jake Paul, that everybody and their mama and their grandma's mama wouldn't be watching. Not more than McGregor versus him. Like he's not as big a okay. he's not as big a star as, as McGregor is. Okay, so, but so I that's mean, why. Look, if they don't have that's the why it's custard. The vanilla tastes pretty good. I get you, but like, listen, it's tough to say. I'm not trying to sound like a UFC company guy here, but like. If the difference is you have one fight left on your contract and they want that to be Conor McGregor, uh, you know, it's like they're asking him to fight Joe Schmo and say you get no pay-per-view points and then you can go fight Jake Paul. Like, they're going to have him fight Conor McGregor and then I'm sure he's going to go on his merry way. You know, so I, I I get it. Like, everybody always, like, wants to ride with the, uh, ride with the Diaz brothers, but, you know, like, you've had a pretty good life dude like you, you you come out here you lose every one of your fights people still love you no matter who you face like if, if let me tell you something right now if Nate Diaz was a boxer and he lost every single one of his fights he ain't getting paid like he has been in the UFC they're gonna forget about him in a fight that's just how it is in boxing so the fact that he's in a sport and guys like him and Cowboy Cerrone and Robbie Lawler all these guys who are beloved and they continue to get brought back because the MMA fan just loves them it's actually a pretty good living in the in the retrospect of combat sports because you ain't losing six straight fights in boxing. That doesn't exist, dude. After you lose two, they forget about you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. Yeah, but that one payday is just as Conor McGregor is so much bigger than every UFC fight that you've ever been in combined that it's worth it, win or lose. Speaking right, of boxers, but, that, but do you see my point though? Of like, why would you be upset if the fight is a McGregor fight? Like, if he's being asked to fight Poirier and he's not that into it, all right, I can see the argument. But if they are just holding, but I don't think that's the case because they've asked for that what fight like three or four is, times. BT, I agree with you. 
I think that it's news to Nate Diaz. I think that when I think his ears perked up today, of course, when he he's cooking for Cocoa his, Puffs. Okay. He just well, they say, oh, the only guys I want to fight are Engano and Adesanya. Like, dude, I get it. Everybody loves the Diaz brothers. They're the realists. Oh, yeah. He okay. was messing up. They live in their he's, own he's, planet, dude. And the cult that they have around them, the Diaz army, they're just as nuts. They're like Sixers fans. They think that James Harden's going to come through for them. <laughs> that little dig on the way out. Uh, so Joe Schmo, by the way, is fighting tonight. Um, he takes on Ryan Garcia. Oh, Ryan man. Garcia comes in as a minus 1,200. Who is Javier Fortuna at the plus 650? Uh, somebody who's going to lose. <laughs> He's, he's like he's he's here to get teed up like Ryan Garcia, who, who you know in his last fight didn't look fantastic. Emmanuel Talia went the uh, the dis uh, take I went the distance with him, but uh, you got to think that Ryan Garcia is going to be uh, in much better form. He has his tune up fight. Uh, I think that he should take care of business tonight and get this one uh, in the W. And I believe inside the distance. When does he fight somebody? I mean, come on. Like, he's been so – like, I've seen every one of his YouTube videos, and I've yeah. seen him punching God, and I've seen him punch his friends, and now I'm going to see him punch some other guy. Like, when do I get to see him punch Tank Davis? Uh, that's That was a lot of buzz around that this week, and there was some talk of, you know, would uh, Ryan Garcia be able to go to Showtime to do that fight? DAZN is trying to fight that, but I would love to see it. Like, you know, they seem to be – in a division where everybody seems to fight each other, those are the only two – they may be the most famous guys, and they won't fight anybody, so – Certainly needs to happen soon for Ryan. The fights are over today. Yair Rodriguez by TKO over Brian Ortega. If you weren't watching, Ortega's shoulder basically slipped out. Yair was in the middle of going for a submission. So if you had a submission ticket at uh, 26 to 1, sorry. Sucks to be you or me because I did. Uh, coming up next, we're going to talk about what happens next week in the Octagon. UFC London. What a great card it is. And we're going to tell you who wins the fights and how they finish right here. You're tapped into the Bet 2 Network.